0: Hello, and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Before we jump into the interview, I want to tell you about the Baltimore Craft Beer Festival. It's the largest all-Maryland craft beer festival in Baltimore, featuring more than 60 Maryland breweries, dozens of vendors, live music, and local eateries. This event directly supports the Brewers Association of Maryland and Strong City, Baltimore. Full details can be found at BaltimoreCraftBeerFestival.com. I'm your host, Chris Sands, and today I'm joined by Brian Tarantino of Tarantino Engineering Consultants. So this is going to be another one of those episodes where I'm talking to someone who's uh, going to be way smarter than me, and I will be struggling to answer questions that are even remotely of any sort of intelligence. So... Uh, welcome to the studio Brian thanks for having me Chris good to be here so you um, you're a structural engineer uh, how long have you been uh, do, uh, doing that I guess <laughs> and you're you're a you're local too right you were mm-hmm. you grew up local and you went to the University of Maryland I think I read I did go to the University of Maryland for grad school but I'm not okay. quite I feel local
1: but I'm not I'm not from the area uh, so I'm originally from New Jersey you usu- should hold that too I- Usually it takes you. me three or four beers before I actually admit that, but <laughs> no. Uh, so no, I've uh, yeah, been, been here since uh, 1995, moved down from, graduated from the University of Delaware, uh, moved to, started, had my first job in Baltimore doing structural engineering, and um, uh, uh,
0: proceeded to get my master's at University of Maryland. G- Graham teaches at UMD. Awesome. Also, I think grad classes. Go Terps. Take- yeah i don't care about it. maryland <laughs> university of maryland no. um so people may be wondering why are we talking to a structural engineer but you were smart enough to focus on breweries somewhat which i think that is a genius idea cuz i like when we built this new building there were newspaper specific people we hired and that's gotta be really boring clients to have. So you definitely did a better job at them of pick, picking your niche. How did you end up to that point? Uh, picking the brewery niche? Yeah, like how did you... Yeah.
1: So um, in, in some ways it, it just fell in my lap based on my uh, based on the experience that I've had. So um, I was approached by an uh, uh, architect uh, to, for the first project was Jailbreak uh, Brewing Company. And Laurel um, that was back in 2013 uh, so I had actually just launched my company uh, just really just a few a uh, few short months before that and um, uh, 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 approached by the architects uh, said we've got a new brewery in Howard County or would you be interested in working on it and I said absolutely uh, just really kind of hit it off with uh, Justin and Casey um, as brewery owners and um really, it just became um, the nuances of of brewery design uh, sort of came very easy to me, and they were they were thrilled with the way the job went and the sort of the expertise that I, I really having having not done a brewery before, they were pretty excited about the way things turned out, the recommendations I made, the ways I was able to save them some money by doing certain things they had, I remember, specifically very challenging grist case uh, uh, support. Uh, and then it sort of snowballed from that. I mean, they they were, you know, the community talks a lot. Um, and uh, the next time, I think the uh, the next one might have been Oliver Brewing Company uh, that we worked on. Um, you know, the word really sort of travels fast, and you know, happy clients um, are happy to refer people. Yeah. So just kind
0: of kind of get the snowball going. So was that an architect that like you had worked with on right. previous right. projects for? Yes, uh, architect for your I, former employer. employer. Cor-
1: correct, and, and ar- someone I've known for for a really long time, uh, trusted me. Uh, I've worked in buildings like that before, uh, so the, the the nature, the breweries really move into building. Most breweries move into buildings that were not of brewery purpose before; they were used for something else, a gym or or uh, a retail building, You know, uh, like Silver Branch we did recently. Um, that was a, that was a big big real change and even Guinness was uh, um, uh, they were a barrel storage warehouse that we ended up putting a brewery in and it seems like an easy transition but it, it's not so uh, so yes yeah, so I have a lot of familiarity with sort of repurposing
0: buildings um, Is so, that and they where that. the um, forensic engineering part of your uh, the description of your company Absol- comes into?
1: It really it really does in fact that, that's part of my elevator speech so you beat me to it <laughs> Right, so the understanding really how building what what goes wrong with buildings really helps us understand uh, how best to modify them. So yeah, they they really do kind of go back and forth, and the design aspects then help us in the forensic engineering because we're the ones designing the buildings, so we understand you know how they're getting built specifically. Uh, It really
0: helps. So when you go into a a place like um, I guess one of the uh, the jailbreak which was just like a industrial park type building Mm -hmm. um that was fairly old Uh, not super old but an older building right Mm -hmm. do they do you have access to drawings when you go or any kind of information or is that where you're going in blind and you have to figure out what was used to build that
1: we do so specific so uh, really i'd say maybe only 30 percent of the time uh, we're getting existing drawings or as built drawings we call them. And then even then uh, they don't always match. So what what part of what we do is when we're when we're first stepping foot in a building is we even if we have the as built drawings, we're we're checking this existing structure against the drawings that we have or we're given just to make sure they're right. But like so for jailbreak, I mean you see how high the, the roof is I mean, we're up there. We in that we we did not have uh, existing drawings on that uh, in that building, um, and we actually. I mean, we're up on ladders. I mean, really using calipers to measure the the thicknesses of all the steel up there, and then what we and then we take that information, bring it back, and analyze it in in our computer software, uh, and see if the see if the pieces of steel are strong enough to actually hold what's going on the roof, what's being hung from the roof, etc. So there's a lot of any, and even in jailbreak, we, we did a couple of cores in the slab. We actually had them, uh, the slab cored and tested, uh, just to make it was sure the slab was strong enough to hold the, the weight of the tanks and, uh, could handle what we were doing with, uh, the trench strain systems and the bonded overlay that we use there.
0: What What's typically being put onto the roof? Would that be like just HVAC or glycol exact system?
1: That's, those are the two primary okay. things that are going to go on a roof. Absolutely. um, and then that's on the roof and then hung the roof hung from the roof could be i mean it could be grist case it could be fans it could be auger systems um we've uh heaters um um really all sorts of manner of stuff that that we've hung from the roof i mean uh, feature systems in a tap room Uh, we've done some really cool like installations that want to be hung from from the
0: ceiling pretty cool stuff so from the I'm guessing is it easier to figure out like what you can do from above than from below? Cause I, I guess a lot of the buildings you go into, that's all going to be exposed and you have less analysis to do, or is it just as difficult to figure out?
1: Um, I would say the, the hanging, hanging and supporting on the roof are, are the most difficult things to do. Cause of uh, just even from a, just a work standpoint, getting up there and, um just kind of the hazards of being up there we, we actually we, are you on, afraid of heights uh, <laughs> at that height no but i actually i'm terrified of heights so I, well uh, i mean
0: well, i'm glad you're mocking at that height because i look at that and think that i would be terrified <laughs> it can it can definitely
1: get a, you 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 find your knuckles are a little white when you get down from the ladders but i've actually i've I can't help but think of – I was on the top of the Delaware Memorial Bridge. Like we were at uh, in, at the University of Delaware and we took a trip up to one of the towers. That was terrifying. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't do that. I, um, I'm i capable of climbing a ladder to maybe like a normal height roof, like an eight-foot roof to do something or ceiling. Above that, I won't do. I, I, I worked briefly installing satellite dishes on – at house – well – I took the job because it, it, it was when I was in college installing, like, the systems in apartment complexes. Sure. So it was mainly just running the cables through the inside. They decided they weren't going to do that anymore and then put me on the residential part. I quit, like, two days later right. after the second roof I had to go up on. Right. Cause, so I would not help you with that part of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, we're usually – uh, when our engineers are up that high, we're actually – we're in safety lanyards and we're, we're hooked on the things. I mean, we, we keep it as safe as we can
0: so we're going to take a real quick break um to thank our longtime sponsor roast house pub and then when we get back i'm going to rewind back to where we probably should have started at is like when someone calls you up for help what specifically are they looking like what specific are your expertise in what aspects of the brewery are you helping with uncapped is brought to you by one of frederick's original maryland craft beer destinations located off of urbana pike featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, Mom's Spaghetti Dinner Battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. All right, so I want to build a brewery. I need I've hired an architect so you don't do any of the architectural type stuff Um, so my architect would be like hey I know this engineering firm I'm going to subcontract them or they don't even involve the brewery owner with that would I guess that's getting way into the weeds and really doesn't matter (laughs) but well well, it it, it does oh yeah because you I mean you did allude to that earlier that the it is such a close-knit community the word-of-mouth gets around. Okay, so it, re-
1: it really the work comes to to uh, TEC Tarantino Engineering Consultants um, in in a number of different ways. It comes through uh, directly from uh, the the brewery owners. It comes from uh, other consultants, architects. It comes from um, project managers. Uh, um, it really, it really, I mean, from all manner of uh, real estate agents, uh, people that were they that in some ways. Um, we, we aren't necessarily at this stage. It, we, I mean, we're on our 23rd consulting uh, gig with breweries and then that's not even including the distilleries we've we worked with. The people are now starting to come directly to us. Okay. Uh, really and a lot of times we'll, we'll sort of spearhead the entire effort, um, because we just have so much experience with the process. So, um, you know, we, in, 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 we're, we have we're very lucky to have, to be able to work with experienced architects on projects that that do have experience with breweries and then the the projects go much much smoother but certainly some sometimes brewery owners like like just like you mentioned in the first scenario is they'll come to um, they'll come to um, uh, the project with an architect already who may who who hasn't done a brewery at all uh, and then we're really coaching them through a lot of the process. Okay. Uh, so, so I think that that's one of the reasons why people really like working with us is because sure, you could probably hire uh, some of our, our competitors to do the same type of work. It might take them a little bit longer cause there's a catch up period understanding the process, yeah. but, but the,
0: the brewery specific type right. of needs yeah. and all right. So but, if I want to start a brewery, if I came to you first you kind of can bring me the entire package right. of like your all the people you've worked with before. Right. To and do you tip? Do you have a specific group of each pod of specialists that yeah. you always work with so that like brings that whole uh, like the rounded out experience? Yeah, or do you have different people you use different times uh we we definitely have our favorites and i won't say
1: who the, they yeah. they that that they are um but yeah depending on um we we never really uh, suggest one uh one specific um architect or project manager or or mechanical engineer we ultimately we really want the brewery owner to be the personality is a big uh, is a big part of this so most of the time the brewery owners it's the first commercial project they're ever doing it's hard it is very hard the whole entire process is is somewhat painful uh, so,
0: i was only very peripherally involved in the building of this building and yeah I, I i couldn't even imagine being the person responsible for making all of the decisions right
1: it's it's overwhelming really so what I like to do is give, I'll look at the size of the project, maybe even the personality of the, of the brewery owner, and say, I think that these three architects might work for you, uh, people that I've worked with, um, that we, I've had success with, three mechanical engineers. Uh, and now we're, we're actually getting to the point, because, because the process is so difficult, we're actually starting to recommend uh, project managers, uh, people that have been through the process, uh, and the project manager is what we almost term as a owner's rep. So they're they're really representing um, and standing beside the brewery owner, watching them through design and through construction. And I'm recommending them to actually watch the design process. It's kind of like, you know, would the hen really hire, the you know, like the, the fox? That's kind of what, what, what I recommend.
0: To, since <laughs> I'll give idiom a plug that we're drinking the beer that I made with That's, them fox in the hen house. That is quite good. It's quite good. <laughs> Um, so so
1: yeah, we we, we will recommend those. It, when we'' contacted directly, we'll recommend
0: consultants. So the when you're brought in, what is and obviously one area of the expertise you have is the your network of other people that you can recommend as people like, look, these are people that aren't going to have to learn right. what you need. If there had been any, learning experiences they've already done that before you're not going to have someone fresh that has to figure out what's unique to breweries um what other pieces of expertise are you brought in for um
1: really the in some ways the process of even laying the brewery out i mean uh we 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 love to get in early on and and really lay out where you know, where where the grain room should be relative to the brew house, uh and what it's gonna be like, how how um you know how realistic is to have a, a silo on the outside of your building. You know, you might have a wish list of stuff you wanna do, but depending on the building, we'll we'll look at we sort of pride ourselves in being able to handle like we know enough about the plumbing, uh, the architecture uh, the structural engineering, uh, and in some ways, the, even the electric electricity. Like knowing what sort of questions to ask when you're looking at spaces. You know, do you have the right infrastructure? Are you looking at, you know, you you have a budget for a, t- a tap room, but did you know you have seventy five or a hundred thousand dollars in just upgrades of your electrical service and your plumbing service? So we just bring that sort of experience in in all of the other trades. So. So the, the architects, the, the mechanical engineers, electrical plumbing, we've just been through the process. We, we know the talking points, what's really going to be uh, the important critical milestones in, in, the, in the project. So, so early on, we're really helping, really helpful with even selecting a building. Uh, does With the specific building, can you do these sorts of things that you want to do easily? Or should we really try to find another building? How important is it to you? that sort of thing. Giving giving rough order of magnitude of costs as we go to really help them sort of as at each crossroad, left, right, center. So that's the extra ex- expertise we'll provide besides the structural engineering.
0: Yeah, it seems like the one recurring element I hear from people who've built out buildings or started a brewery, there are a lot of hidden costs you would never think of. Right. And they're not little. They they're right. They are hiding in their huge right right.
1: yeah that's it's pretty scary so we, we, and that's um, you know as designers it's easy to sort of just sit your sit your head down and just just design what your spoke what your what your responsibility is but you know we've you know I, I mentioned jailbreak I mean these are small business owners I'm a small business owner we started our work at the same time we really feel like almost like they're their kindred spirits, you know, developing their business, um, you know, we really pull for them, not only sort of on the design and construction side, but then even try to support them as they go. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, we try to really look out now, especially as, as we become more experienced, um, not just doing the structural engineering, really looking out for the, for the big warning flags, like, Oh my gosh, this is, this building is not going to work because of these massive upgrades you're gonna and hidden costs like you mentioned
0: what's the number thing number one thing that makes a building unusable for a brewery
1: yeah like the pl- a plumbing service i'd say okay
0: um that that's such a huge one coming um, in or going out uh, out, or, okay. out yeah, yeah. not yeah. having the ability to like put off the wastewater. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and you don't want to you don't want to melt your pipes on the way out either you know depending on how the hot oh dump yeah the hot liquor. <laughs> so it can get it can get really really scalding hot i mean we actually even on the on the guinness project i mean we're talking about just just massive systems that we work with because not all we didn't do just do their uh the the open gate um uh, brewery and barrel house we did their, their the blonde brewery as well uh, so that was i mean talk about we had to we, do, we had to do some upgrades there as well
0: and that was a huge project I yeah think. is that the largest one you've done or is that, yes yes that is that is the largest so those buildings and I should know this I'd been taking on so many previous tours those were all just Rick houses right Man. like though the, I mean they seem nicer than what like most pictures like in most of the times I've seen pictures of Rick houses lately it's because they collapsed right. or they caught on fire terrible like those those ones were seem to be a little sturdier than like the Rick houses that right. you see pictures of that it just collapsed Yeah, there.
1: yeah i think the, r- the Rick houses you're probably talking about are the wood ones right yeah. you know, we're in kentucky yeah, it's just like an
0: old barn it yep. looks like
1: and those are really interesting because they have their racking system is the support structure for the entire building i'm not sure if you knew that i know yeah but it's all sort of components built together so the the racks not only do they hold the barrels they actually hold the roof up and the okay. floors and the mezzanine and everything like that uh so yeah so guinness was um uh diagio had uh, uh bought the campus i believe from seagrams mm-hmm. and um i do remember that yeah part. yeah so so they had been i the building it had turn your head a little oh, bit sorry, sorry. It, it, how much better you sound <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> uh so it, it right for uh, for for um uh, uh spirit storage yeah. in in the building um and yes it was it was a uh, concrete uh, concrete frame with brick infill so- certainly it just had that sort of feel and look that that diageo really wanted to turn into the to, to the, the the brewery for for guinness
0: so there um although all the brewing equipment's on the first floors the basement the blower the, level so that i guess those were just solid uh platforms of concrete right, right?
1: Right, so the 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 first floor, which is, or the lower level, we call it. That's the ten hectoliters. It's funny because Guinness was all in hectoliters. Yeah.
0: Um, I, when uh, the first time we talked to anyone from uh, Guinness, it was it was Ryan Wagner, and every time he tried to say hectoliter, yeah. I asked him to give us real numbers. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't appreciate it. <laughs> I remember being on the um,
1: the RFP tour and you know, they were talking about a hectoliter brewery or hecta. they kept calling it that, they were shortening it to hecta brewery and I turned to the architect next to me, I'm like, what, what, what is a heck? <laughs> thinking- I thought I knew it all, but, and then he yeah, has a funny story. Um, yeah, th- so, and then the upper floors, it's, it's called two, that's a two-way flat plate uh, concrete with uh, column, uh, column caps and pedestals. That's why it has that awesome look when you go into to Guinness and you- there's really cool columns with the, uh, yeah. the ca- capitals think i actually have an existing photo of the building uh i was on scaffolding doing some measuring took a great photo
0: yeah Could when I you come sent back these over i i was looking through the guinness ones because uh, i was at a couple of these events that these yeah pictures there it is from there it is yeah so the were the these were just and I think some of them are still used as brick houses. Some of the buildings that are there, right? Oh, they sure are. We're and they're just filled with mm-hmm. b- barrels throughout them. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah, you get you get pretty drunk by just smelling that stuff as you walk through. <laughs> We're actually working on doing a renovation for them right now. On one.
0: Oh, awesome! Um, I, I imagine they're a good company to uh, have gotten your foot in 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 the door with. They're they're fantastic.
1: They're just they're really for an international company. They're
0: just absolutely fantastic people. Um. So we're going to take another real quick break. Thanks sponsor. And I'm going to guess who um, your most complicated project was. I'm probably going to be completely wrong, but I, bre- I read a brief article that gave me a hint. <laughs> the Uncap Podcast is brought to you by District East. A lot of Friday and Saturday afternoons, you'll find me at District East for their weekly beer tastings. District East is part of the local beer community and they get limited releases and exclusive beers that are hard to find anyplace else. This is why I chose District East for the release of my collaboration beers. One of my favorite things to do at District East is building a custom six-pack. With over 900 beers on their shelves and new beers every week, District East is a great place to find beers I love and to discover new and hard-to-find ones. They also have eight beers on tap for Crowler and Growler fills, and they have kegs to go. District East is located on Northeast Street in Frederick, in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beers lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer. All right, so I'm going to guess the most complicated one was Silver Branch. That is a good guess, and you would be correct. Maybe I'm not as stupid as I think I am. <laughs> See, actually, no, it just it takes three beers. Three beers, and I become smart. Um, is that because that building wasn't even remotely built to... For that sort of purpose,
1: yeah, that was um, that was a complete repurpose, and not only was it, you know, I mentioned we're repurposing buildings that are the we call it slab on grade, so slabs on the ground, so relatively easy to work with. Uh, worst case scenario the slab slab you know you get some heavy tanks slab cracks and we can you know you can still deal with it but here in a building like this you're on the third level of a building yeah the people third underneath it. <laughs> level and not only that most of the time when we and we've done that before too we've reinforced floors we've done really interesting projects that um you know that the, the certainly the the type of challenge was was certainly within our wheelhouse I, i'll say but even 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 with this project, one of the extra challenges was we couldn't even get to it from underneath. There were, it, was, it, was, it was occupied. Uh, there were tenants underneath, we couldn't get down there. So typically when we reinforce, we try to reinforce from underneath, couldn't do that. Um, but things sort of were a little bit fortunate. There was actually a large step in the floor of uh, about two and a half feet uh, from the tap room area to where they wanted to put the barrier. And I'm not sure that they actually, we, nobody really thought about that step. Uh, when they were, when Brett and Christian were picking where they wanted the brewery to go, but, but it certainly worked out for us, uh, when we found it, you know, we worked as a team to really figure out how we were going to do it. And we actually built a floor on top of the, the floor and connected it back to the columns and, uh, connected all the steel. So all of that floor is floating above the other floor. Um, and it took a long time to get there. I'm almost making it sound easy, but it really was, you know, the engineering
0: took like over a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so how much effort did you put into talking them out of that location? (laughs) Uh, I'm not a lot, actually.
1: (laughs) Uh, I did, I did try to talk them out of it. Um, but certainly, I mean, they, there were some other,
0: I'm going to go out on a limb that that was not an insignificant expense. It was not,
1: (laughs) it was not, it was a big one. And I remember we, we worked with them with same thing with, you know, as promised, we work with them with budgeting, Uh, and we came up with an estimate. I think I want to say the estimate to to deal with the steel originally, you know, even 16 months prior to the job starting, uh, was about $400,000. I mean, it was it was a tremendous amount of money. There you go. That's all that's that floating steel floor.
0: Okay. So that that answers what my next question was going to be. Yep. So you just have to build everything back to like the support columns yeah. and then pour the right. But
1: but to do that, <clears throat> you know, of course you you're still worried about the columns and the foundation systems. So we had, we actually did a lot of analysis on the columns and the foundation system to see, sort of back into how much we were comfortable increasing the load on those on those
0: components.
1: Uh, and it took a, and the building owner uh, building owner had their own engineer
0: uh, peer reviewing everything we did. Oh, I imagine because he was probably not. Oh yeah, completely. Uh, uh- Trusting, oh yeah, oh yeah, my guy says right, it'll right, be fine. He's right, not going to topple right. this because it, it's it's what probably about fifteen story building, ten uh, I think about 10, 10, ten. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, it was it was no no small feat. The you know the other engineering company that did the peer review they were they were helpful and you know the, the, you know, the building owner wanted a brewery in there, um, and they were super motivated to work with work with. Actually, at the time it was Parallel World. You know that story. No. Oh.
0: Oh, was it a different brewery that was going? to No, be no, there? no. That or? that that was oh, Silverbranch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I do know that yeah. story. He, yeah, he did tell yeah.
1: that story. So, um, you know, at that that they were they were very determined to have them uh, to have them come in, uh, really seeing them as an anchor for for the the plaza there, and and certainly they they've become that. They're just they're just doing so well right now.
0: Yeah, they're they're. I was really really impressed by their hazy IPA, <gasps> the Sisyphus. So I think that's pronounced correctly. Okay. Is really yeah. really good. I mean the other beers he brought with him were good but the the hazy IPA was really good. That, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Have
1: did you get a chance to try the double IPA? The uh oh my gosh, the name of it um Oh gosh, I can't remember I probably
0: I pro, uh, Charlemagne's Nightmare. No, I've not had that.
1: Get a, if you get a, if you get a chance, it's pretty amazing.
0: It's pretty readily available in and uh, Frederick, I'll have to go check awesome. out District East to see if they have some. Like, how I work that in Graham. Oh, and I'll go. Possibly and most likely, if you're listening to this and you want to see what we're talking about, there's a probably an 80% probability that the photos will be in the video version of this episode. I'm only giving wiggle room because the last time I told people that there would be a picture, Graham neglected to add it. I was waiting for him to yell something, but he didn't this time. It's okay. I'm going to change the frequency of your voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Mickey
0: Mouse. So how um, how do you figure out if those columns will add that extra weight? Well,
1: <clears throat> a lot of what we do. Uh, structural engineering is really – it's – Strength of materials analysis, uh, vector mechanics, and really a lot of what we do from the the way the codes take all of those sciences and filter them into our engineering decisions is really probability. Um, probability has a huge, huge um, factor in, in engineering. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, the, the uh, When we look at, uh, when we're designing, say, a hospital, we actually have to, the the factors of safety we have to use are much higher than, say, if we were to design a resonance. Uh, so there's um, – and they're factoring in the rate of probability and really, I mean, as depressing as it sounds, you know, the, what is the cost of life if something goes wrong? Uh, sort of – that's just an example of, of how the for, these formulas that the codes come up with. Okay.
0: Um, so it's kind of like Fight Club. It talks <laughs> about where they decide if it's going to be more expensive to do a recall or – right lawsuits uh. right right yeah a lot of
1: that a lot of that actually goes
0: into the code um,
1: so there are some there are some sort of tricks up our sleeve uh, we're allowed to increase um, we're allowed to increase uh, certain um, certain aspects of of live loads and dead loads and decrease others and sort of sort of manipulate them up through the roof what does that mean well um, what we can take there's live load in the building and there's something called live load reduction and I'm trying to remember the specifics about how we utilize those, how how you know the the actual um, the strategy we use for those columns. And honestly, I can't remember exactly. What's the, You'll have to have guess, me on again. What's
0: the difference between a live load okay. and a dead load?
1: Okay. A live load is occupancy load. So uh, like people moving around. Exactly. Like, okay. That's right. So so in a normal office building, it would be 50 pounds per square foot. So so the building might have been designed for 100 pounds per square foot. Uh, but the actual code, the actual requirement, like really, stu- many studies have been done. And the actual maybe the the only the real load on the floor might only be about forty-five pounds per square foot. So in a building like this, which is Class A office space, I mean it's all that's rated for a hundred pounds per square foot. Uh, so we were able to take those loads and see what what was the actual occupancy in the building, and sort of sort of factor a lot of that stuff in. So the building might have. The building was over-designed, so, so to speak. So even okay. even though it was rated for 100 pounds per square foot, there was no need for specifically that live load. So we were able to find some capacity on certain floors for that. So so even though it could be rated to go up to a certain amount, it it, it wasn't necessarily being used for that.
0: So and then dead load would be like the tanks, the, the like Wait, equipment. The, the weight, the weight of the, even the weight
1: of the building, that would be considered a okay. dead load.
0: Yep oh, yeah, I guess I guess you're on the third floor. You have to support right. the rest of the building also, right. not just what's on that specific floor. That's
1: right. And then there's something called live load reduction, which is depending on the amount of floors you have, this is where the probability comes into. The code will say, well, you're never going to have – you're never going to have everybody packed wall-to-wall on every single floor at the same time during an earthquake. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. they, they'll actually use a lot of those formulas and, ba- and sort of how – how, what is the probability that all these things are going to happen at the same time?
0: sounds really complicated. <laughs> you get used to it.
1: Like <laughs> anything, like riding
0: bike. It's so much easier to sit and talk to people about beer while drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you go into places where it's slab on grade, see. there you go. I'm, now I'm, I'm practic- if I'm, if you need help ever, just Absolutely. You know. did you
1: sleep at a holiday in last yeah. night? <laughs>
0: um the, so like the at guinness I and mean, i think what 100 hectoliters 90 barrels right about I mean, yeah I and mean, those are going to be extremely heavy full and i'm guessing the fermenters are probably even more than 90 hectoliters I they can't are how. they are massive so was the concrete there already was that strong enough to have or did that have to be reinforced also like the when it's just Um, concrete on ground, does that have a tremendous capacity or does even that have to be reinforced and changed in a lot of places? It has its
1: limits, certainly, depending on the, so we, the thickness of the concrete really will, um, really will drive the capacity of it, that and part of the subgrade. So subgrade meaning like the material underneath, whether that's gravel, compacted earth, Uh, but the, so the, in the in the open gate brewery, that's it, only the ten hectoliters, so we didn't really have to do much to that slab. That's re- ten hectoliters relatively light. Okay. Uh, but in the blonde, which is a hundred, we actually had to do a lot to the slab there. Um, and then even on the pads outside, where the fermenters uh, that actually have multi-use multi-use tanks, I want to say those approached eighty or ninety uh, thousand pounds. So, I mean, you're, yeah, I mean, you're talking just a tremendous amount of weight, all engineered slabs, uh, finite. We use a lot of finite element analysis to,
0: to design the pads. Um, yeah, it's pretty it gets really, really complicated. So on the like on that one, was it just all fresh pads laid for all of that? Uh, outside, yes. Inside, we had to actually
1: modify what was there. So okay. they, there was a brewery in there before. Um, but the, the new systems going in required that there be a lot of modifications to the concrete. So we're, we're cutting here, bonding over top of this. You know, we're, we, there was just a, a tremendous amount of detailing uh,
0: for that slab. So um, earlier you had said uh, you had mentioned doing core samples. Is that just to learn the, the depth of the pad that's already there or do... They actually do analysis of like the quality of the concrete or the makeup of it. There's a couple things you can do with a core. Uh, the biggest thing is the thickness, um, and really
1: also to understand the subgrade underneath. So once you core it, we actually I won't say which brewery it was, but we, we did we did core a slab in one of the breweries and we found uh, gaping holes underneath the slab. So it really, oh. yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the soil had actually migrated out from underneath the slab and, and moved away. So, if we had actually sat the brew house in the area we wanted to, we had a major problem. So, we actually ended up grouting underneath the slab.
0: Uh, so, so, that so, means like filling, drilling down through, and then filling up back up through. Exactly. Exactly. I um, said that in the most intelligent way it, possible. It, it was great. It was great. <laughs> do, you, do you
1: need another beer? Yeah. We will have to,
0: <laughs> when we take our next break, I'll crack open a focal banger. Awesome.
1: So um, so, so, uh, the thickness of the concrete, thickness of the subgrade, uh, what's going on underneath the slab. You can actually test the concrete at that point. You can break it. You can break the cylinder. Um it doesn't give you a perfect example of or a perfect test of, of how strong the concrete is, but it can give you give you pretty indi- good indication of, of of actually how strong it is. You put it in a machine and you and you break you test it to a certain load, and then you get the the strength. You might have heard like three thousand psi concrete or four thousand. If you ever bought a bag mix from Home Depot, they're listed that way. Um, and the other thing it can do is tell you what's wrong with it. You can do what's called a um, petrography on the on the concrete we actually did that uh as a check um at guinness we actually did a couple cores in the elevated slabs just to make sure that the cement hadn't started breaking down um so that's that's another thing you can do with
0: the cores. so the um the strength of it is is that like the makeup like the mixture the makeup of how the concrete was made is that what varies in the okay
1: yeah depending on the cement you use Uh, the variations of the cement with the stone, the type of stone, um, uh, you know, concrete's basically, you know, uh, water, um, cement and, and rock. Um, so those things in different combinations will give you different strength.
0: Okay. Um, we're going to take one final break, uh, crack open one final beer. I can probably, um, and then we'll be right back and maybe I'll try my hardest to come up with a couple more intelligent questions. You've been doing great, Chris. (laughs) I'm excited to announce our newest sponsor, Vanish Farmwoods Brewery. Vanish is a brewery and entertainment complex located on a 62-acre Hops and Apple Farm in Luckett's, Virginia. Just 20 minutes from Frederick, Maryland and Leesburg, Virginia. With over 20 beers on tap, a selection of wines and ciders, along with multiple food options, there is something for everyone. Vanish has live music on Saturdays and Sundays and a wide variety of special events. Go to VanishBeer.com for information on everything they have to offer. So earlier you had mentioned that you've also worked on distilleries. If i remember correctly, looking at Sagamore, mm-hmm. was one. so not just distilleries, humongous distilleries. <laughs> um, and then you just mentioned cideries too. What are the unique differences in factors when building those types of the, the different things? Well, the,
1: the, the, the cideries are very, very close to a brewery. Um, I would say there's there's not too much distinction um, worth describing from from the from the two different processes, but they are but they're certainly um, certainly interesting. Uh, one of the, one of the cider they're you know they're they're doing a lot of um, uh, fermenting on site, uh, so there's a lot of barrel stuff. But really, a lot of breweries are doing that now too. So yeah. it's it's it, where cider is a lot of a lot of its stuff is barrel driven. Um, breweries are doing that too. The, 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 the systems are are similar, not, not exactly the same, but, but they're certainly similar. And then distilleries, uh, mostly what we've been working on, uh, when I say distilleries, distillery companies, mostly what we've been doing is actually the barrel storage. So these, these just massive warehouses, uh, uh, you know, with, with tremendous amount of weight, um, and, uh, uh, and, and the, and the distillery stuff is really interesting too. You mentioned, um, before it might have been off-air, that um, you know you watched videos of the dist- catching on fire. I mean, the, the amount of mitigation that goes into what if, what if these things actually fall down. So, so when we're working with Sagamore, there's actually there's two barrel storage warehouses on site, right? So if one goes down, we don't want the other one to go down. So it's not even just the building; it's really what goes in around the building to hold the bur- the flaming burning whiskey. Oh, okay. uh, but, you
0: know, bef- so it doesn't travel and hit the other one who was that it was it was one of the big ones and it was struck by lightning yep i took it would it take it took like 12 barrel houses down i think i remember i I remember reading it was a lot of barrels (laughs) but it was it was struck by lightning was was what what caused the fire and the other one i can't remember the name of that distillery either there's just collapsed. okay
1: so I'm thinking of the one, I think it was maybe 10 or 12 years ago. It was like a river of fire, like it, the f- oh, yeah,
0: that taking one out
1: like every half an hour.
0: You no, know, the this one was within the past year. Right. There was one struck by lightning that caught right. on fire. Yep. I remember. So in the, um, are those usually they're, – yeah, they're definitely multi-story. Yeah. They're not but, actually. Oh, really? Th- think okay.
1: of – well well, the the old sort of rick houses that we were talking about, the the wood ones, those are those are really the where the 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 racks are actually supporting the roof. Um, those are think about them as multi level and really it the building, the shell, so what we're building for Sagamore is really just this like massive shell, uh, and then a and then a racking system within the shell. <clears throat> Excuse me. So so that's probably what you're thinking of multi story, okay. is yes, but there it's are still really
0: one story correct yes yep but 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 60 you know over 60 feet in the air so so the is the weight that's up higher is it multiplied like so if like five pounds here is only five pounds of pressure but if it's up at the top of the stack is it exerting more than five pounds or is it always
1: it isn't but that's but that's really interesting and somewhat insightful so the the beer you're drinking must be uh, must be pretty pretty (laughs) awesome i think
0: people from vermont are intelligent (laughs) at least i've heard so look at this look at this guy look with the the,
1: all the brains coming out um no, so what ends up happening is the, 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 we're, we're, even though Maryland is not necessarily a, a large seismic zone, uh, we, we do have to design for seism- seismicity. So, so the, the, a barrel on the ground moving around, not a big deal. A barrel 50, 60 feet in the air, swaying back and forth with that weight does amplify. So from okay. a sort of dead load, live load, sort of no, not a difference. But from a seismic standpoint, huge difference. I mean, it's just massive pendulum swinging back and forth. And seismic seismic stuff is so interesting because we're actually looking at the way the way the building's moving and the way the ground's moving. And then when they and as they there's different modes. I'm getting kind of geeky now, but the way <laughs> when the when the ground moves in tandem with the way the building's moving, that's what we call like the governing mode shape, and that's what we design to. So I don't know if that, if that makes sense. So that's like the worst case scenario. When, okay. when, when the buildings the moving, same. yeah. Okay.
0: When they're sort of in sync, not
1: so if the they're band got, like
0: weighing back, <laughs> back and forth. It's not as bad as that's if right. The same because
1: they can almost counteract each other at some point, right? And okay. then all of a sudden, they'll just it'll just go whack. And usually, it's the third mode shape in case that ever comes up in Trivial Pursuit. I've, I don't think
0: I've ever played Trivial Pursuit. So <laughs> maybe while watching Jeopardy. Okay, there you go, <laughs> Alex Trebek. Um, so I'm guessing designing for that is just completely different than designing for loads in a brewery because mm. it's you're stacking so much higher right yeah and we
1: you know we're we're always concerned too with the you know the the larger the tanks are the the more seismic loads that are on the the the, the anchorage points uh so when you're talking about just you know 100 uh, I, th- I almost think if i'm trying to remember the size they were almost i think three or four hundred hectoliter tanks that we're doing on the outside of the because
0: I would think they'd probably triple
1: batch yeah the... yes yeah um, and then yeah the anchorage of those legs down to the foundations are super strong because there's a, what we call overturning forces uh, from from uh, from the seismic loads
0: with when you're that tall the ones that are outside do this wind come into play mm-hmm. with those also sure absolutely yeah. And even and in and grain
1: silos too, which we've designed too. We designed a grain silo for for jailbreak. Um, you know, seismic loads, wind loads all on the outside of the building on a the cylindrical element.
0: Okay. Um so what is um the number one piece of advice you would give to someone that wants to in their search for a, a location of a brewery? Um, Other than just build your own purpose-built building. Cause I'm betting that's probably the easiest way. <laughs> and uh, Yeah.
1: Purpose-built is great, but I, you know, I love, I love the fact, you know, we call it adaptive reuse taking an existing building and really turning it into something. And, and breweries are so, so awesome with doing that and really, really bringing, bringing a lot of sort of a lot of pizzazz and anchor, you know, anchorage to, to, to uh, retail strips and flex spaces and office buildings like silver branch. Um, um um tell me the question the sorry.
0: the one piece of yes, advice the one piece for, of advice. For I'm searching sorry. for your perfect brewery. I get so excited so <laughs> so um
1: so the one piece of advice would be those those sorts of spaces, like flex spaces are really great because uh slab on grade, they're usually going in with a five or six inch slab um uh, usually a tall clear height, so you can put your if you want to start growing into a 30 or to to 45 barrel fermenters. there's usually plenty of room, you know, 18 foot clear. Uh, you want to look look for a large clear height. Uh, you want to make sure your slab's good. It's really important that you ask the the um, uh, really find out what the what the services are coming into the building. You know what's the, what's the plumbing, what's the electrical service, making sure. And then going back to your brewery equipment and seeing what what the the needs are, are of the brewery equipment, uh, I'd say I'd say those are really a great starting points. Um, you know, that said, there's those are I think those spaces work. I've never I've never myself been uh, turned off by a location of a brewery, but certainly like a, a cool space in a in a repurposed firehouse or something like that. You know brings like a certain cool element yeah um, but yeah I would say for you know on a sort of a low low you know you really low budget the building's got to be sort of as perfect as you can uh, these flex spaces uh, are the best
0: it sounds like it would be easier just to call you first
1: <laughs> I wouldn't take your call
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any current projects that you can talk about that are that you're working on sure that people can look forward to seeing your work at yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> we're, we're excited. We have three, three breweries under
1: construction. Um, we've got uh, uh, Atlas Brew Works in D.C. Um, that we're really excited about right near Nat Stadium. Kushwa uh, is actually expanding <clears throat> and moving into the space behind them. Uh, pretty awesome. They're really going to be able to flex their muscles with a 15 barrel uh,
0: brew house. Um, and it looks like they're finally uh finally been able to start construction yep yep they're finally underway they got their permit and they're
1: you know actually um uh just learned today that they're i mean construction is like
0: full bore today so it's pretty really exciting do you get involved with that at all with the permitting and working on that stuff or is the
1: we do we we help in uh, what we call construction administration so we help we help really monitor a lot of what we do in the design. We the submittals come back to us, and we'll review the submittals and making sure that the contractor's interpretation of our drawings is accurate. And then we'll actually go to the construction site, and, you know, walk the site with the contractor, and make sure that they're, if they have any questions that are, they're being answered, we'll do a little bit of there are inspectors out there doing their thing but we'll also go out there maybe talk to the inspectors see if anything strange is coming up and and uh, do our own little review of the okay. of just to make sure things are going right and then inform the owner mm-hmm. if, if they need to make a change or, or something's going wrong so we, we are still part of the of construction uh, and we also got um, we worked with um, uh, Guilford Avenue uh, brewery in Baltimore which is should be nearing completion uh, is and that the th- name of the brewery um, not sure the, if they're going to actually okay. settle on that name. So that's the name we've been working with all okay. through design. Uh, so yeah, so we'll be interested to see what they actually hang hang their shingle with. Okay.
0: Um. So I'm out of questions. Um, we've used up every little last bit of what I have any understanding of. Um. So I want to thank you for coming out. Uh, speaking thank of you. distilleries, thank you, thank you. Uh, You get to do a shot of the whiskey that I made with McClintock that'll come out December 7th at their anniversary party. Um, It is a hop-infused single malt whiskey. Uh, Thank you for teaching us about structural engineering and the engineering of a brewery in general. Uh, Especially, thank you for bringing some Heady Topper and Focal Banger with you. Focal Banger is definitely better.